EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM G'day, g'day and welcome to the EFTM Podcast. Great to have your company. Lots to get through. Uh, everything from Starlink, Mesh Wi-Fi, regional setting problems, photo issues and you name it. Um, even little quirky ideas for you. If you've got a tech question, you know where to go. EFTM.com, just click on Ask Trev. Um, also, if you've got a, a tech idea or you're in the market to buy something new, get in touch. We have a busy couple of weeks coming up. Um, we have Mobile World Congress in Barcelona. So I leave uh, this week for Barcelona with Stig and um, it's going to be a short trip. So I'll be back uh, pretty quickly because um, we've sold Mum's Pub and the last day – oh, I've got to put that on Facebook – the last day of – of operation will be the 3rd of March. We're going to get back and we're going to go up there. We're going to have a free sausage sizzle. So if weirdly you happen to live in the uh, Walker, Armadale, Tamworth area, March the 3rd, come up to the Walker Road Hotel. Um, I'm going to be cooking free sausage sizzle all from 11 till 3. And there'll be uh, drinks flowing and bring your cash so you can buy cheap drinks and cheap beers. Um, it'll be a fun day just to farewell the pub basically. Um, so that plus we've still got the Renaults happening at home. Then we've got the new car coming. Like fair dinkum, bitten off more than I can chew. Let's be real. Bitten off way more than I can chew this month and I need a break. But <laughs> we'll be back. It's all good. I, um, I'll i endeavour to do a show next week, but we'll see how we go. That that might be a challenge, but we'll see what we can do and see what information's out there. Might um, might maybe grab some time with the CEO of Telstra or something. I don't know. We haven't even really organised anything. But we'll see what we can do on the ground over there in Barcelona. There's not a lot coming out of Barcelona this year, but we'll find, we'll dig and find a couple of things anyway because there's always the odd mobile phone or little announcement and different bits and bobs. So we'll see what we can find over there. But um, we'll cover that as well on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Uh, Stephen will be in, L in, in America. I'll be in Barcelona. It's going to be a weird one. We'll make that work. Um, but, yeah, most importantly, uh, yeah, lots, lots to uncover and, and unpack. Um, so that's next week and then we're back again and, and all the shows will flow from there. If you're listening in the Two Blokes feed on a Wednesday night, thank you for listening. Two Blokes tomorrow, movies on the private feed, excuse me, on Friday, movies on Saturday, uh, electric cars on Monday morning. There's just so much going on. It's wild. Um, so many podcasts and I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm breathing like this because I'm thinking, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. It's lunchtime Tuesday. I've got to edit this, put it together, get back to uh, 4BC, 6PR, then get back to the office and Fennec and I will have something like five podcasts to record. So we've got a bit going on, but we love it. We love your company, we love your support, and we appreciate it. Um, thank you for listening. Let's crack on with the EFTM podcast. Taking your calls, if you've got a tech question, uh, head over to the website, eftm.com. That's where you can get in touch. Just click on Ask Trev and we'll try and help you out if you're available when I uh, get around to recording the show. That's kind of how it works. Uh, and Glenn was available and is available right now. He's on the line. G'day, Glenn. G'day, Trev. How are you, mate? Yeah, really good. Full disclosure, this is moderator Glenn. Uh, I didn't realise that before I made the phone call. In all honesty, I wouldn't Special have made Glenn. the phone call. Um, I wouldn't have made the call, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you wow. picked up you picked up just as I realised so it is what it is. <laughs> anyway, just tell everyone what you're doing right now. 
uh, trying to find some um, Apple Air tags. So the, why can't why can't you use the Find My app, Glenn? Um, because they're still in the box, and I bought them a couple of months ago. <laughs> where I put them? It's actually something I'd never considered. Is how hmm. do you how do you find an Air tag that's never been set up? And you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. It's actually a really good bit of advice. Is when you buy them, set them up. Just call them AirTag 1, 2, 3, and 4 if you bought a pack of four and throw them in a drawer. At least you'll be able to find them in a month or three, unlike Glenn, who is going to have to spend $169 and get four more. It's, that's that's what I'm feeling the vibe for anyway. Well, no, thank you for your support there. I really appreciate it. That's great <laughs> advice. <laughs> in retrospect. So what is your actual problem or concern or question for me? So my beautiful family and I are going to get – in a month or so, and all our phones, mine in particular, has 35,000 pictures on it. Right. And I pay for a bite of Apple storage. I think I've got two of Google Photo or Google storage. But how do I delete them off my phone and then they, I don't want them to come back? So what you're saying is you've got a bucket load of cloud storage. Yes. But you're worried about your phone filling up? And not taking new photos? Like, what, what's the concern? Don't, don't worry about what you think the outcome should be. What, what are you most worried about? No, I just want to get them off my phone. But every time I've taken them off my phone before, they seem to come back some way or another. Hmm. So I'm doing something wrong. Well, no, you're not. I think Obviously. what you're doing is you're not realising that the photos on your phone are, in many ways, just thumbnails. Yeah, right. So have you got spare space on your, on your iCloud? Or are you full there? No, no, we've got. I've got uh, about a terabyte spare. Sweet, sweet. So one of the things in the settings of every iPhone, and again, this is only for iPhone people, but bad luck, Samsung people. Um, there are settings in Google Photos as well. But if you go into your Apple ID in settings, and then you go to iCloud, and then you go to Photos, there's a button there that is critical. It says Optimize iPhone Storage. Now, what this yep. will do is this will essentially Keep just a tiny weeny thumbnail of the photo, like a couple of kilobytes in size, and delete the full photo uh, if it's in the cloud. And what that allows you to do is scroll back decades in your phone, you know. So, oh, wow, I've got millions of photos. But actually, if you try and open or share, the best way to do this is if you go in your photo library and you go back to like 2013 or something, right, something wild, and, and yeah. you try and then go, like, I want to share that in my family WhatsApp group. Then and I'll do this now. I'll go. I'll go to 2010. All right. Click on a. Click on my phone. Click on a photo. There's a little photo of Jackson. If I now go the share icon and click on my wife WhatsApp, it'll come up and it kind of tries to download the photo because oh, right. it's syncing that photo to the phone. Sometimes you get a very clear message that it's doing it. Sometimes, for some reason or other, it's a, it's a small enough photo. It hasn't been deleted. Whatever it might be, but basically it will sync the photo to your local phone before it then can share it because obviously it's uh, it's sitting in the cloud. So you're basically seeing a, a representation of your library, but it's actually okay. those photos are not all always actually on your phone. But here's the thing. They might be too because how much storage have you got on your phone? Um, oh, I think this one's 256, I think. So that's a lot of photos, let's be real. I think we often think yeah. our, our photo libraries are full because we think that it can't cope with that much storage. But 
it, it may be able to. So, for example, my phone says in iCloud, 65,442 photos <laughs> and, and yep. 7,855 videos, Yeah, which is just wild to think about. But I don't care because I don't have to think about it. It just happens. It just works. And that optimize iCloud is what allows me to go, okay, so if my phone fills up, it just starts – it's like a dash cam. You know dash cams work? It's just constantly recording and then in little five-minute yep, yep. bites. And then when when this card fills up, it gets the oldest five minutes of footage and it deletes it and writes a new one. And so what your phone yeah. is doing is it's getting the oldest photo that's taking up the most space, checking, yep, it's on the iCloud, I'm going to delete it from the phone and Glenn can take a new photo in this place. So it's really Sweet. up to – the your library is all about how big your iCloud storage is, which is as long as you've got space there – you're good to go. And by the way, if you yeah, use right. Google Photos, the yep. a similar thing exists in your Google Photos app. So if you're on an Android phone or an iPhone, if you're on an Android or an iPhone, you click on you open up Google Google Photos, click on your little face there for your for your account icon, and there's a there's literally a button that says clear space. Now if I mm. click that, it'll tell me, you know, how many photos it can delete from my phone to to therefore clear up space on the phone. And so that's another way. If you are worried about your, uh, it says to me there are five thousand items I could delete from my phone on Google Photos. Yeah, I've got that. I always get scared when I see that, and if I press it, I'm thinking I'm going to lose the buggers. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm scared too, but <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm doing it right now. Delete five thousand oh, items. No. Don't do it, don't. Freeing up space. And now, see, now this is what it does. Now it's kind of like Google is asking the iPhone, can I really do this? So I've now got a pop-up that says, allow Google to delete 5,189 items. Yeah, right. Allow. I'm hitting delete. Wow, this is wild. No. Um, so, Glenn, if I lose – here's the thing, I'll never know. Like, which photos am I losing? I'm, I'm going to be kicked know. out of the man cave now. You might. Uh, it's you've almost finished. Mm. Look at that. Open, uh, select. Oh, you've so then you've got to go to delete the storage. You've actually got to go into the photo library, and yep. do the you know how there's a deleted items folder. It tells yep. you to go and actually delete them from the deleted items folder. So if I now I'm just doing this live here as we go delete recently <laughs> deleted. Use Face ID to open this. Wow, look at that. And now I can look at all the photos that Google has suggested I delete. That's pretty cool. So here's the thing, Glenn. Here's here's how we can all have faith. Because I can look at this, what I would do is I would would now go to my Google Photo library and I would just go, okay, let's just test this and I'm going to have a look and see whether – I'll just pick a random photo and I'm going to see whether it's it's in my Google Photo library and if it is, I can happily delete these photos. Mm -hmm. So get on it, mate. Clear up some space. Rely on the cloud. Life's good, mate. Stop worrying. It's more about the kids than me. Mine's all right, but the kids are full. They're idiots. All right. Well, delete all. I've done it. So if I've done it, you have to do it now. It's official. <laughs> right. I'll do it shortly. All right. Good luck. So when are you off? Uh, 4th of April. 4th of April. And how long are you away for? It's the United States, you said. You broke up uh, when you said it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to the States. Uh, we're back on the 21st of April. Nice. You excited? Yeah. Um, yeah, now we we can start planning all the stuff again after a little hiccup and we're into it again now. So now it's planning time. Get into it. Enjoy. 
Enjoy the Happy break, days. mate. All right. Thanks for everything you do. And uh, right, on, mate. I'll check who I'm calling next time. <laughs> Thanks for that. See you, Glenn. Very good on you, buddy. Cheers. Uh, I'm I'm having a joke. Glenn's a great bloke. He's one of the moderators on the Man Cave on Facebook, and I appreciate everything he and the Robs and Matt and everyone do there. Um, but I just literally was shocked that it was him that would email me. The reason I'm shocked is because it's like um, uh, the other one. Joshua Dowling often does this, and Josh, if you're listening, love you, mate. Uh, he'll email me via the Ask Trev because he knows that it's a legitimate question that might help other listeners. Whereas he's got my phone number. You know, Glenn could ask that question in WhatsApp. <laughs> so I appreciate you taking the time to ask it on the show. Uh, if you've got a question, then you can get in touch. Just go to the website eftm.com and click Ask Trev. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for downloading. Great to have your company. If you uh, haven't told your friends, tell them about the EFTM podcast. Share it uh, via Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you like, and uh, leave a rating and review if you don't mind as well. That'd be greatly appreciated. Let's go back to calls. Andrew's on the line. G'day, Andrew. G'day, Trev. Yeah, how you doing, mate? Very well, thank you. What can I do for you? Um, I think I spoke with you on the two muzzies uh, a couple of weeks ago with regards. Um, I'm having an issue with, I don't know whether it's um, my Samsung phone I've checked my Gmail account. Um, just a, a side note, I moved back from the US uh, March of last year. Yep. I had purchased my Samsung phone in the States. Yep. And now um, I've got one of those uh, kind of smart TVs. And if I look at the, um, the screen when I turn the TV on now, I'm still in USA time. Yeah. Yeah. Now my, my Gmail, my Gmail confirms where I live now in New South Wales and everything like that. So I'm, I'm of the opinion it's got something to do with the phone, but, you know, you're the tech expert, so. So have you noticed anything else that has regional problems? Like maps work, don't they? The maps don't think you're somewhere else. No, Google Maps are fine. Yep. The problems are I can't download any Australian apps. I can't load uh, Yeah, so it's not – so, so what we rule out there is we rule out a hardware – like it's not a GPS issue. It's actually something to do with the settings on the phone. Now, you said you checked your Google. Now, the thing I've been thinking about since I spoke to you on the radio – I'm wondering about yeah. your Samsung account. Right. Okay. So you don't need to do this on the phone either. You can do it online. If you go to Samsung online and, and sign in and then go to your account. Yeah. I did it this morning on mine mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it wasn't yeah. easy to find, I'll be honest with you, but I, I logged in somewhere there and I, you know, clicked on my account and I found, a, you know, basically an account setting, which is, you know, where all your details are and one of them was region and mine says right. Australia. So I'm wondering whether your Samsung account – still has the region, yeah. because you bought it there, listed as the US. I'm, yeah. I'm hopeful that's it, because if it's not that, then yeah. it's, it's the physical bloody device, which is just insanity to me. So Absolutely. The, the two courses of action I have for you, one is easy, one is major. So it's basically like, you know, uh, it's a GP consultation or it's a <laughs> major heart surgery, right? So the GP consultation yeah. is jump into your Samsung account on the, on the web and look for all your yep. – because if you do it on the web, you're kind of seeing the single source of truth in the cloud. It's nothing to do with right. your phone, right? So let's log into your Samsung account on the web and then look right. into the settings. It's where you could, you know, change your password and all that kind of stuff and see if you can find yep. the regional setting or regional language setting there. Now, if you change that and then you reboot your phone, do all those kind of things, see how you go. If that fails, my fear is your best yep. option is a factory reset. Yep. Right. 
which is obviously a bit of a pain because you've got to you know do a backup. You got to make sure all your um things are ready. But the critical part about it is you can't do a backup and restore on the factory yeah. reset. I need you to do a yeah. factory reset and a start from scratch with a new phone, as in clean you know slate, yeah. yeah don't don't have it download all your old apps and everything. It's clean slate. Now you've got a Gmail account, so that's where all your email is and your contacts. Instant, easy, very easy to set up. Your photos right. are probably also in Google. So right. check check that before you do it. Go to photos.google.com on a browser, on a computer, and check that all your photos are there. Yeah. And so what you're doing there is you're going, oh, my phone's backed up because all my photos are there, all my emails and contacts are there. What else is on your phone? Nothing. Apart from stored right. passwords, that's the biggest gripe you'll have if this works is that you had to re-remember or change all your passwords. So try the region setting. If that doesn't work, factory reset. Install as a fresh new device, which will give it a new lease of life yeah. anyway. Set up your Google yeah. account, set up your Samsung account, and then do whatever the very basic thing is to find out whether that worked. And if it didn't, yeah. it's fed income linked to the hardware, and that's ridiculous. I can't even help you. But if that doesn't work, then we can talk to Samsung. But my guess is one of those two will be happening. Now, my question is to you. Um, does it Because I've got a Samsung phone, does that mean at some stage that I set up a Samsung account? Yes, it, it, I, I right. find it hard to believe you wouldn't have because they're very pushy about it. And, right. um, and it's it, probably not something you remember doing. But again, have a look on the on the phone. If you try and open the Galaxy Store, as in the like the Samsung App Store, um, right. and you try and download something from there, yep. if you don't have an account, it'll tell you then. Okay. But it's also quite possible that you don't remember it because it's just your same email address and everything, and you did it when you sure. – um, when you, when you bought the phone. Excellent. I'll, I'll proceed with that then. All right, mate. Good luck. And I, I'm keen to know how it goes. So let me know if it doesn't work because I'm absolutely happy to represent to, to Samsung on your behalf. Um, but those would yep. be the two things I'd try. And look, the reason I say that is because I, I could refer you to Samsung now, but they're only going to tell you the same thing, right? They're going to want you to try those absolutely. things first. So let's try them and, and see how we end up. I'll let you know, Trev. Many thanks for your help. Good on you, buddy. Thanks for getting in touch. Um, cheers, Andrew. And yeah, I mean, it's so Andrew's listening to two Murrays on 2GB. And um, it called in with that problem and you know, it's a pretty weird thing that your phone thinks you're in a different country no matter what app you're doing and you can't download Aussie, Aussie apps. And But it's not just that. So, you know, folks, it's not just a Google account thing. So it's not just like the Apple App Store where you change your region. It's it's the time on the phone and all these things are linked back according to Andrew. So that's why we're trying to find that, that really fundamental thing that's a setting or a change that needs to be made. So hopefully Andrew gets that sorted out. Trevor Long, taking your calls. If you've got a tech question, real simple, just go to EFTM.com, click on Ask Trev. Josh did that. G'day, Josh. How you doing, mate? G'day, Trev. How are you going? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? <sighs> mate, I was just um, – I was very excited the other day on the on – the, uh, I don't know why. I seem to play KO all the time on the phone, and hmm. I uh, seemed to go a couple of weeks without using it, and then all of a sudden flipped up the, flipped up the KO app and it stayed in the corner, and I'm like, oh – that's the first time I've seen that happen in a long time. And then uh, I sort of went, oh, okay. Jeez, has that been going for a long time? I was trying to see if there's any app updates. But, yeah, it's just been been one of those things where it's a, it's a great app, the KO app on the phone, but that's always been one little thing that's always annoyed me. 
So, so while you're watching something, you can now but swipe up and get picture it, in picture while you're doing other things. Picture in picture, yeah, which is the same that you know most of the other apps do. Hang on, I'm, I don't, um, the, as you know, spoiler alert. As I don't record, this isn't a live show; it's a bloody podcast. Oh. As we record, Daytona's on. <laughs> there are eleven laps to go. I'm on. Ca- oh my god! You swipe up and it's picture in picture. Oh, that's exactly. cool. And you know what? Exactly. I reckon, Josh. I don't reckon enough people know that even is a feature of the iPhone. Right, okay. Don't you reckon? Yeah, don't you reckon a lot of people don't realise yeah. that you can, you know, um, I don't know, I can scroll the internet, I can scroll Instagram while KO is playing in the background. I don't. I Correct. reckon there's a lot yeah. of people don't know Check that. Check emails, do everything. You yeah. can You can That's also right. resize the window so it's either, you know, a t- like oh. three centimetres or it's kind of takes up the full width of the screen and you can move okay, it from top to bottom. So yeah, so you can. You can make it tiny. Yeah, okay. You knew you could move it. I didn't realize you could make it resize it. Did you know you can move it off the screen so that it's still playing? You can still scroll full screen, everything else, and then when something happens, there's a little tiny arrow that appears and it brings it back out again. Gotcha. Yeah, See? okay. It's made yes. it far no, more powerful than people realize. Um, there's multi- You can make the bloody thing like literally whatever width you want it to be on the screen. There's a, there's a minimum width, which I would say is like two and a half centimetres, and then you can just go up as millimetres in size, bigger, 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 by pinch and zooming up to basically full screen width, and then you can make it top or, or bottom of the screen uh, or bottom corners depending on whether, you're, uh, whether you've are whether you got the tiny little one or, yeah, so corners. Oh, there's been a big wreck. There's been a big wreck at Daytona. Everyone's very excited, including me right now. With I mean, there was like 15 laps to go. This is huge, mate. And not, I didn't miss a thing yeah. while I was scrolling through Instagram. Anyway, that's right. That's awesome. That's right. You know, I love that. I love it's a simple thing. They don't promote these things. And it's funny because if they had a new, like they put their prices up, they have to tell people. But if they, isn't it yeah. funny they don't email everyone and say, just so you know, new feature, boom. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a big deal as well. Like it, to me, it's been huge. I mean, I haven't tried it on the iPad. I assume it works on yeah, that as well. It, it absolutely would. It's an uh-huh. iOS thing, yeah. What um what yeah. sport is your is your poison? Oh, mate, I, I watch a lot of the baseball. Yes, you've got on there. Have or, you got or M- the MLB, you know, app. MLB app does this. Jumps up. Yeah, so the MLB yeah, app has yeah, done this MLB for years. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but it's, it could be the footy or the basketball. Hang on, hang on, Josh. Sorry, I just realised we we need to decide whether this call is going to continue. Who's your MLB team? Red Sox. Oh, Jesus. Look, the only thing you've got going for you is, and this is, again, breaking news on a podcast, wild, but my son yeah. just texted me about two hours ago and, sa- and said there are reports that Liam Hendricks has agreed to a two-year deal with the Red Sox. Two-year, $10 million deal, yes. What correct. about that? An Aussie at the Red yep. Sox. That's really good. Yeah, I know. That is great. I did see that. I He's that a closing good. pitcher, it isn't like he? a bargain as well, too. Yeah. yeah. It's a bargain, too. If he gets back to anything what he was, it's... Yeah, I don't know. We'll talk, t- turn this into an MLB show, but the uh, yeah, if he gets anything back, what he what he was at, he would be great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You guys well, should you you're Dodgers fan, right? Yeah, massive. <laughs> yeah, so you should love us giving us all. You know, we gave you the best player. So for a for a bucket of balls and a <laughs> and a tin of tin of uh, sunflower seeds and hundred and twenty so. million dollars, buddy. Oh, it's a bargain. He's a bargain. He's a bargain. Yeah, him and Shohei, mate, I, I don't know if you heard the CS stuff we did, but we went to Dodger Stadium the day we arrived in LA before CES, and the Shohei Otani yep. merchandise is off the charts. Oh. 
And, and this is, oh, no. I'm not He's... being racist, I'm, I'm simply making observations, the store was full of Japanese. So they have just yeah. bought themselves the entire Japanese market of LA are buying merch, they're going to buy tickets. It's unbelievable what's going yeah, on crazy. at the Dodgers. Yeah, 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 that's right. I know, no, yeah. And he was only the first Japanese signing, right? And there was yeah. another one. Who I think yeah, yeah, the, the, the pitcher, the, the other one. Uh, I don't yeah. know his name either. Yeah. Yeah, Yamamoto. Yeah, Yamamoto. Yeah, he's, he's pretty good as well. Yeah. That mate, great yeah. team. You, you will not win well. this year, the Red Sox. I'm sorry, we will flog you. No, no, no we are. <laughs> we, we're, we're still spending 170 million dollars to come last, so it should well be done. good. Well done. All right. Well, thanks for the info, mate. Uh, Ko, picture in picture. If you've got iOS, it's uh, it's great. Good on you, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, yeah, mate. mate. Cheers. Um, we're allowed to talk sport. What do we talk? Whatever you want. Um, that's the great thing about this being my own show. We can talk about whatever we want. Um, and honestly, that is actually a really cool feature that I can't believe they they don't – I mean, maybe they did. Maybe I just haven't seen the any sort of announcement on it. But, um, it, it, yeah, it's kind of strange that they, uh, they create these things and then don't really promote them in any great way. Weirdly, though, I now can't get it working. But um, that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, cracking stuff from Mikao. And, uh, yeah, if you find features like that, by the way, here's a few rules. A few rules about things you discover about the internet, uh, tech, or anything, right? Um, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, to be very clear, the Ask Trev email, I check once a week, right? So I just I get it as a spreadsheet, and then I sit down and I, I try and ring people. E I don't see those emails as they come through. Long story, but it's actually kind of not a bad thing. But if you've got some really cool scoop, tech news, whatever, DM me on Instagram or on threads. Oh, no, there's no DMs there. Uh, Facebook I see 40% of the time. Um, but, yeah, DM me on uh, Instagram is probably the best one. Um, or, yeah, get in touch. If, if it's awesome, like it's something I should be doing breaking news scoop on. The second thing people do is they post it in the man cave. Okay, on Facebook, which I totally love. It's awesome. We're sharing good things. Thing is, though, if it's actually breaking news, it means everyone can see it. So I'm I'm one of like three thousand people finding the news, and there are other journo's in that group. Um, so so that sometimes I, I miss the jump. Tag me in it, or or post it and say here, here's here's another way to get me. And I'm not trying to gatekeep, but I just obviously don't hand out my email address willy nilly, but. If you have something big on the man cave, tag tell them tag it and say to the moderators, Trev should know about this. Because if I'm not looking every day, they are, and they'll let me know. They're a great bunch of blokes and they will let me know. Glenn, maybe not so much, but mostly they're, they're a great bunch of blokes. And then I can decide whether or not I just leave it there and share it or whether I write about it. And I've probably written, I don't know, 30 articles based on things that have been posted in the man cave by people. Because often you, I think of... Uh, Great listener, Damien, who's often, for weirdly weird reasons, been like a beta tester of Foxtel things. Uh, you know, I'd often get people who've got early access to something. Unless you signed an NDA that you're actually legally worried about, no one's going to find out who it was. That's why you don't post publicly on the man cave. Um, I'll write about anything. If it's if it's a good yarn and it's something people should know about, I want to tell people. I'm, I'm very keen to share. So uh, never hesitate to get in touch with a story that you've noticed out there. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. All right, let's keep going with calls. David's on the line. G'day, Dave. Yes, hi there. How you going, Trevor? Yeah, really good, mate. What can I do for you? 
I've just recently bought um, yeah, the Starlink setup um, from Starlink, yep. um, and and it's working all beautifully. Got someone professionally to do it from that point. What did you have before? Years. What did you have before Starlink? Are you in a regional area or just on the fringes? Um, so we're in the Perth Hills, so it's sort of the so especially with sort of uh, so I think it was Aussie broadband we went through like from that point. So. Um, and as far as so we got the odd dropout from that point, my wife does work from home, and I do on the odd occasion as mm, well. So mm. it was a bit frustrating. So we're just trying to bypass that uh, from that point. So we've got Starlink. The speeds have increased as well, but the range to the front of the house, we've got it in the center, like they said, in the cupboard. But um, but it's not really ranging where we we want it to go. Oh, okay. Right Wi-Fi. Yeah. Okay. So so you know that the thing's working well. The internet's actually performing yeah. great there, but you're not getting Wi-Fi range on the actual network. So that because because the Starlink comes with a little tiny grey box that is essentially it's Wi-Fi. That's the only yep. thing you've got plugged yep. in. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. And I've been online, had a bit of a look around about mesh routers and that stuff. But to be honest, it actually confused me a bit. Yeah, I'm yeah. not in that industry, so yep. I don't fully understand all about that. Look. You're right. It's confusing. Here's all you need to know about mesh systems. Back in the day, you you could buy what we call an extender. And the extender, you'd leave your Starlink box in the middle of the house and you'd put this little extender, little PowerPoint, you know, two rooms away, right? You'd plug it in. And But what the extender does is the extender grabs the internet or the Wi-Fi signal at that point, which is probably already, you know, two bars less than it should be, and then it creates a new network that looks like it's five bars, but it's actually still only the two bars that were there originally just extended across the other side of the house. So that's why yeah, extenders aren't a great solution. A mesh network is two or three boxes that communicate together using their own kind of, let's call it a secret Wi-Fi network, and that's how they communicate with each other, but they all emit the same strength of signal, the same network name, the same everything across your home. But what you do is, let's say it's a three-pack that you buy. One of them is called a router and the other two are called satellites. Confusing as hell because you have a genuine satellite on the roof. But just forget that for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so you've got the router and two satellites. The router plugs into the Starlink white box, the little Starlink box that's in, in your cupboard. And then the two satellites yeah. only plug into a power point. And that PowerPoint needs to be, I don't know how big your house is, but you'd put it, just look at your house as a floor plan and you essentially want to spread it out so it's even and you're getting this, over the over the three of them, they create a dome of Wi-Fi. So I've got one gotcha. on the corner of the house is my router and my, my modem. Then in the middle of the house, yep. I've got yep. one. And then I've got another one yep. not quite at the other end of the house. And together it creates this brilliant speed. Now you can, you can buy... Um, wet mesh systems that cost $2,500. You can buy mesh systems yep. that cost $300. The big okay. difference okay. between them all relates to how they communicate with each other and yep. how strong they are at, 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 at connecting lots and lots of things. So the first question is how many things in your home? Do you have smart home or are you just you and your wife and a couple of devices? No, it's my wife and I and so it's three sort of teenage kids. So Mainly my wife. Um, I work from home on the odd occasion. Mm. From that point, but obviously more. It's really 
some three thirty, four o'clock when the kids get home, yeah. really till you know bedtime, because that's when uh, obviously the use is from everybody happens mm-hmm. as well on the Aussie broadband. So, so that's kind of yeah, that's the that's the general layout. We yeah. don't we're not a smart house that's all wired up and everything. It's more. It's yeah, just so the people and what you're doing. So, so the good news there yeah, is correct. you don't need yeah. you don't need the absolute best systems because you don't need to worry yeah. about having light bulbs and switches and all that stuff. But what you do need is something with capacity because you're going to have five. Oh. You need to assume you're going to have five people at any one time streaming in 4K across your network, right? Yeah. So yeah. I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't recommend you go to the lowest end system, three hundred dollars. You will get yep. good Wi-Fi signal. It will show up as being five bars everywhere. But when you get to that peak period, your speed performance yeah. will degrade. So honestly, the sweet spot for you is probably in the $1,200 range, like the middle, right, the middle of the of the yep. ballpark. And the one yep. thing that I want you to, to ensure that whatever you buy has is what we call tri-band, tri-band connectivity. Okay. What that means is – you know how your Wi-Fi network often has two two networks, one and then there's like a, one that says five gigahertz or something? That's dual band. Yep, yep. That's dual band. Gotcha. The tri-band is the third band of Wi-Fi is only for the router and the satellites to communicate, which means that, gotcha. that okay. they don't get congested with your traffic. A dual band mesh system, all of your traffic plus the traffic between the router and the satellites – are all sharing the same Wi-Fi. So invest in a tri-band okay. system, and from there, yep. it's just about um, brand, speed, and, and performance. It's You get what you pay for. But I, I would recommend a no tri-band so, system. Fantastic. So as far as security from that point, obviously, on a work PC from that point connecting in, is that um, would any of those, like, because that's one thing they did say when I was doing um, – bit of Google like from that point is obviously the cheaper end the security's not the same as potentially something on a on a on a more bigger scale. Yeah. Is that right? Or is that or something in the middle would probably have enough security from that point. Oh, if you're worried about intrusion, as in, you know, preventing any unauthorized or problematic access to your network and your devices, then yep. yes, security is a critical thing and you're not going to get that on the cheapest devices. In that sense yep. Uh, you know, and they are a sponsor of Two Blokes Talking Tech, but I've been using their products for a very long time. The Netgear range, okay. look for one that has what's called Netgear Armour, as in, you know, strength yep. of armour, you know, shield of armour. Um, yep. Armour yep. is a subscription product. Um, off the top of yep. my head, $70, $90 a year. And I'm pretty sure yep. you get the first year free or the first 30 days at the very least. But what it does okay. is it tells, it sends you a message in the app whenever it detects an issue on the network whenever it blocks unauthorized access to the network and whenever someone new joins the network. So you get a notification randomly and you're like, who just joined the network? And you go, oh, one of the kids' girlfriends have got it, you know, whatever. So you can account for it. You know what yep. it is. But that will yep. give you a bit of peace of mind. Awesome. Awesome. No, that's exactly right, Rafter. Thanks, Trevor. All right, really mate. Well, I hope, help, I hope it's less, less confusing for you. And, mate, I'm glad. Oh, the last thing you will need – you will need this Starlink Ethernet adapter because from my memory, yeah, yeah, Starlink doesn't come with an Ethernet, so you can't just easily plug in a mesh system. But it's a it's a small price to pay to add Ethernet to your uh, to your Starlink system. Yeah, yeah. So my wife actually went on the um, she went on the app like the shop 
uh, and it doesn't look like it from that point. So you can buy the connector, on the Ethernet connector on there. Excellent. That point, so. Yep, no, awesome, awesome. Thank Good stuff. So All right, Dave. Yeah, Good luck and enjoy Starlink. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Trevor. No appreciate worries. It, mate. Good Thank on you. Know. Anytime. Thank you, mate. Um, yeah, so that's a, it's a relatively easy one. And look, you know, that's one of those questions that a lot of people listening roll your eyes because you've been listening to me talk about that for 10 years. But that just proves to me that not everyone, that we live in a bubble sometimes, a tech bubble, a technology bubble. And, you know, something as simple as Wi-Fi mesh is still complicated. If you haven't needed new Wi-Fi, you haven't had Wi-Fi issues, why would you ever have paid attention if you're not a long-term subscriber to this show? So this is why you've got to think about that stuff. And that's why it's always, there's always the, the important questions to, to answer, even though they sound like they're the obvious ones. Interesting also that, um, you know, it's that Starlink uh, proposal, that, you know, getting Starlink, you know, it mustn't be far away. I think maybe uh, March or April that um, Telstra will start selling Starlink. So that will become an option for people. Um, you know, options for internet now are much more varied than they ever were before. So, you know, we're, it's a good thing. It's competitive. It's a good space to be in for people. For average people like you and me, it's, it's a good time to be, you know, looking around at everything from internet to, to gadgets and gizmos. Thank you for listening. If you've got a tech question, go to the website eftm.com. Trevor Long, happy to take your calls. Aileen is on the line. Good day, Aileen. How are you? Very well. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. What can I do you for? I've got thousands of old photos and I'm looking at getting a scanner to digitally transform them and oh. I've seen the Epson Fast Photo Scanner. Um, obviously, it's a big money outlay and I'm just wondering yeah. anytime soon so or whether there's a better one out there <laughs> I've never I've not seen a better one it you're right it has been around for a while I've never seen a better product and there's plenty of look let's be clear you can you can do photo scanning on a on one of those flatbed printers and stuff like that because you can put them in the top tray and it'll scan them through and all yeah. that stuff. but the fast photo is literally as the name says on the box it's like you put 60 in and it's like woof, 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 and it's it's yeah. unbelievable. Like I still think it's uh, it's probably underrated in my in my representation of it, talking about it. It is one of the great gadgets because how many great. how many photos do you reckon you've got? Oh, thousands, thousands. They're not just mine. I've um, my mum's recently passed away, so you've now I've got, got that all big her box? photos as well. Yeah, are they, are they in huge. albums or are they in little uh, the old Kodak Kmart photo folder? You know, the little combination little of both. Combination so the, of both. The, so. good, the good news is the one do the ones that are in the packets first because yes. I've, I was going through a box of photos the other day and I realised that these were because there was no information on them. They were though they were though a, a a time capsule of their own. Each packet of photos and for the kids that are listening that don't understand, you know, you took twenty four photos and you got those twenty four developed and those twenty four photos were a week's worth or a month's worth of time or it was in my mum's case she would take her. There was like I lived in Perth for a couple of years and mum would come over and she'd take, you know, photos of the car that I had in the house and whatever, whatever. And you look at these photos and they're completely boring. But this was this was two weeks of my mum's life. And so right. I can broadly put a date on. I could just write Perth nineteen ninety six, you know, or something like that. And and then what you do is you scan that that group and it creates a folder for every group of photos with that name, Perth nineteen ninety six yes. or whatever it is. 
Obviously, if you can name them or date them, it allows you to put the date. So it will actually encode the photo with the date as well, which helps okay. when you go digital. Because when I say mm-hmm. digital, I mean you put all these things in the cloud in Google Photos and then yeah. your whole world opens up because this thing is going to recognise faces from decades ago and give them names because those people wow. are in your modern photos. So it's an unbelievably brilliant thing to do. I, I hope you've got time on your hands because even though it's a fast photo, <laughs> you will find yourself spending way longer than you need to on it because you're going to flick through the photos like it's memories, right? Well, that's it, isn't it? It's going to start taking you down a, a little journey of each packet that you open. And, and remember, the, the, the albums are a difficult thing because you need to essentially remove them from the albums. Um, yes, yeah. And I, I'm a bit torn by that because – I was doing this with photos. I took a, an international trip with a mate of mine when I was like 16, 17, and there's just photos of racetracks and cars, and they're horrible photos on, on by today's standards. But the, this book, this huge book of photos is a massive memory. And so while it's awesome that I can digitize them and have them on my um, you know, iCloud library or Google Photos library, it's actually then if I've ripped them all out, I've kind of lost that moment of booklet memory. And so – you want yeah. to put them back in afterwards. And so that's why it becomes more time consuming. You actually end up wanting to put them back in the album or a new album yeah, true. based on where they were. But anyway, the answer to your question is there is no new model I'm aware of. And even if okay. one came out tomorrow, if they announce one tomorrow and I, you know, I'm thinking, oh God, I just spoke to Aileen and it doesn't matter. Honestly, the one that is out there now is unbelievable. Great quality. Okay. It does a good job. It does a better job than you'll imagine. And here's, the best part of the whole thing, even if in four years from now another one comes out, the one you have still has value. But what I always recommend to people, and that thing's like $700, you probably find it for $500 around, I reckon, I assume right now. Yeah. But that holds its value better than any other investment you'll make. So spend a year, spend it six months, spend whatever you need doing it. Once you're done, Aileen, you're done. Yeah. You don't need it anymore. Well, that's it. So keep mm. the box. Keep the packaging, keep the little CD, keep the booklet, keep it all in good nick, store that away. And then when you're finished with it, you've done all your photos and all your mum's photos, put it back in the box, put it on Facebook Marketplace for $300. And someone might negotiate you down to $200, but that's $200 in the kicker. That's it, yeah. That sounds like a good idea. So I think you're going to have the most amazing time doing it. I don't know anything about your lifestyle, but it might be a lovely Saturday night with a wine and a movie kind of thing because it's actually not a loud process. It's just as it's as it's processing them, but you're kind of doing the you know you're getting through the other uh, the, the little booklets and the albums first. So it's you don't do a thousand photos in ten minutes. You do a hundred photos every ten minutes. You'll do another booklet or whatever. So it's quite a time-consuming yeah, yeah. process, but it is way faster than anything else on the market. Way faster. That's good to know. That that that's what I investigated and um, stumbled across. So I just wanted to make sure I was heading down the right path before I, as you said, it's a massive project. Yeah. Before I kick it off and then realise I've gone down the wrong path and needed to start all over again. So good to know I'm heading in the right direction. Very glad to validate that for you, Aileen. Enjoy the you. Uh, enjoy the Epson fast photo. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call. Good on you. Anytime. Um, yeah, it's a great product. Really is a great product. Long, I should re-review it, probably. That's probably what I should do. EFTM, get in touch, EFTM.com. 
All right, we scanned through all that. See that? We scanned through all those calls. Very good. Uh, I'm in Barcelona next week. I actually don't know because of time zones and a range of reasons whether I'll get to a show next week, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try and fit in the gear. That's the critical thing, fitting in the gear. Um, I'm going to try and fit in the gear and do a show. If you've got questions, you need to email me. Otherwise, I won't have a show. It's really that simple. Um, I got to everyone this week. Uh, there were a couple other emails, but they were more for the EV show. So we'll get to those. Two Blokes Talking Electric Cars drops every Monday morning. We'd love your feedback on that. And if you're an electric car owner, get in touch. We want to hear from you. Um, most importantly, though, thank you for getting, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And leave a rating and a review where you can on the platforms of your choice. Thank you, everyone. And we'll do it again soon. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. <laughs>